Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Peters, my co-host, Craig Poston, where we talk about various topics, sharing our experiences on life and finances. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Yeah. Definitely early for us this morning. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Early morning podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're trying to a real radio station around here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I didn't yeah. realize how long radio stations go, man, because because they have like different hosts, right? So I was yeah. like, dang, man, you guys are starting like this early in the morning because like, you know, on weekends when I have like the reserve drill, I'm out earlier and then yeah. you listen to the thing and you're like, how long have you been on? Because you're hearing like the <laughs> night before or like even earlier. I'm just like, dang. Well, so, yeah, some stuff could be uh, pre-recorded, uh, but then, uh, yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah so, then some stuff uh, it'll be actual live. So yeah. Yeah, it just depends on what, it, you know, the times yeah uh, i'm just going off with you know like my dad you know yeah, yeah, yeah. pre-record pre-record some parts when he's about to say something and so mm. yeah it'll already be there yeah 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 i always i always thought that was uh interesting because you know when you listen to radio like a song cuts on and then when it cuts off like almost immediately someone's there yeah. like spitting out something and i was like dang dude, they have to have like the best timing in the world to do this <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're supposed to pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, because yeah, I, I remember my my dad <laughs> getting upset uh, when there'll be air, like just nothing there, oh, no yeah, music, yeah, no yeah, one yeah. saying anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he'll he'll call up to the radio station, like you know, trying to see what's going on. Yeah, that's funny. He's like, "What <laughs> yeah. the hell did you guys do?" Yeah, so our uh, you know, our goals. Your what's uh, what's been happening this week? Ah, uh, dude, this week has been kind of rough all right so last week i talked about those three properties yeah right the 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 three that are going for about 475 each yeah no so going back to how they were selling it as a portfolio that cash offer never came through um yeah. and i believe they they stick or they stuck with uh selling each property individually because they all went way above like asking price yeah right? and then yeah. there's been a couple properties that i've seen um and one just popped up yesterday that i'm gonna kind of wait for the weekend to see because they are listing it like a lot higher than what the um properties around it yeah sold for so we'll see on that one and that one's about i think 475 but i think the comps were like closer to like 420 yeah and i had put in an offer on a property that was like really close to it i think last year and that one had sold for 359 yeah. Um, and my realtor was talking to me and she said like, that was actually lower than what I put down for it. But the reason why they went with that person is cause they went with a conventional loan and I went with an FHA loan. Yeah. So, and honestly I could have covered the conventional loan for that one. Cause yeah, 359. Yeah. So I'm going to see if I can do a conventional for the 425, but if not, yeah, I might have to go back in with a FHA, FHA loan or something. Yeah, and if I can, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that twenty percent or twenty five percent, whatever one they want to push you to, you know, yeah. saying that, yeah. So anything above, anything above four twenty five, that it has to be twenty five percent, man. Like for, <laughs> for at least for me personally, not for everyone, but for me personally, yeah. Um, like the lender won't let me go. I think that is like my threshold to be at twenty. So I'm yeah. like, because like on top of the twenty, right? So like when you're you're purchasing real estate, especially with conventional loans, you have to have the twenty for the down payment, right? You have to have yeah. the six months buffer for mortgage payments, right? You also have to have closing costs down, and then you also have to make sure that all your credit or your revolving credit is covered, yeah. right? So they they take all those into calculation, 
and then that's the cash amount that you have to have on hand when you close. Okay. So, yeah, and nah, which hey, I'm, hey. I'm really glad that they they wrote those down for me, so I know, right? Because when I first purchased this house, I didn't know, I didn't know much of anything. So, yeah. like this lender is definitely a lot better than my previous lender. Yeah, I definitely need to get with somebody like that because I remember, yeah like purchasing the house that we're in right now, they weren't giving out a lot of information. I did a lot of research, just yeah. like, I actually was going to other realtors, just asking questions. Yeah, I would ask. So at the time I was active duty and where I was stationed, they had a lot of civilians who were mm. retirees yeah. and both, they've used their their VA loans over and over again. Mm. And so I would ask them a lot of questions, like how, you know, you know, how things went, how, uh, what did they do? You know, mm. it was different things like that. So I got a lot of advice from different people. I didn't just like, uh, just kind of go in it blindly. Yeah. yeah. So I asked, uh, I would actually call banks too and ask them, uh, their, uh, rate and rate mm. with a certain credit score. So if I had mm. this credit score, where should, where would I be? Or, uh, what is it for your lowest? What credit score yeah. do you, you know, and they would actually give you that information because the loan office, the ones that are knowledgeable, they see it over and over again, so they know which ones are the, you know, the best credit score to be at. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that was, yeah, that I was the, uh, I learned a lot, yeah, by just kind of like doing my research because the, at the time the mortgage company I was using, they they weren't giving out a lot of information. They were just trying to get me approved. That was it. No, I agree. Yeah, that that was the same feeling I had with the previous lender, but this current lender, dude, they're they're great. And granted, the the rates are a little bit higher. Yeah. I will say for like your APR and stuff, but the service is definitely a lot better. So I'm kind of willing to pay a little bit more because okay. I noticed that uh, with a few people that I known that they got a lower rate that their uh, lender ended up selling their mortgage and then they ended up having again. So like one of them, one guy I know that yeah. they had like three different lenders within like a couple of years because the, the lender kept selling their mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was something I yeah noticed. It seemed like the the, the mortgage company was kind of the the middle middle person, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah between you know us and the bank, and yeah. that's what, I think they were just negotiating for them to make sure that they get a profit out of this deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's what it, it seemed like. Yeah, because it's almost and, like flipping, right? Like if I can take your mortgage for however much, say it, we say it's like three, right, yeah. three flat, and then I take it. And then I only have it for a short amount of time. And then I put the liability on someone else and then continue, yeah. continue. You're just, it's basically like flipping a contract or flipping a, a house. Yeah, you it, just, I mean, it's, it's smart. Cause like, I, I know I was talking to a uh, uh, another mortgage company and they, they explained it as a, you know, they have the funds mm. to purchase the home, but then they have to get their funds back, you know, yeah. by, by selling it. So they make a profit off of that. You know, yeah. and obviously yeah. other other fees here and there that they make make profit off of. Dude, so yeah. many damn fees, man. Yeah, the title <laughs> company. I swear to God, if I see that many fees again, ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, because like you know, when you walk into like a title uh, office, like or wherever they do the title and stuff, it's like you're just talking to one person. They're just going over stuff, and you're just signing papers. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what do all you people do? Like, I I don't want to yeah. pay for all of you people. <laughs> yeah. I know for me, and they probably did it for you also, like they gave you the documents up front, like before you got there, you know, yeah. so you can review them. Yeah. And now that's, yeah, exactly. Like looking through all that. But the, the cool thing with VA um, uh, for, you know, veterans, uh, they can actually 
get some of those fees removed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You because can waive a few of those fees. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the down payment is already, uh, you know, non-existent because yeah. uh, VA is doing a guarantee and you know, being yeah. a guarantee uh, where they're covering like, what, I think it's like 25%, 20 to 25% that they're actually covering. Yeah. Uh, so, and that gives the bank, you know, that the option, Hey, then since you're taking your, it's like they're paying our down payment, but it's like, what a promise. That's what mm. it's like. Yeah. yeah. So then they, they let's the bank go like, all right, well then we'll allow them, you know? So then yeah. that's when you get your second, you try to do a second one on the VA. That's the reason why you have to kind of see if the bank is willing to take the risk because VA is only going to cover a certain amount of that 25% uh, for the, the down payment if you default on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because yeah. like, uh, so VA, they have a cap, right? And I think it's dependent on where you live and like the cost of living. So yeah. the cap on the total amount that you can take out for properties, um, like here, I don't think it's, it's, I think it's like in the four somethings. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, right now, actually, it's, it's no cap, right? If oh, you that's correct. For, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. If you approve for it. Yeah. So like, you know, obviously the income and the credit is there, then you yeah. can, you, you can, uh, it's a, it's a lot higher, but yeah. yes, uh, by when I went to look at doing a second one under VA, yes, it's not a cap, but then it, yeah. it's kind of it, how they do the calculation is still under a cap, not. Yeah. It's like a soft you, cap. Yeah. But you still can get approved for more. It's yeah. up to the bank. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's right. Cause I remember that if you removed all your liens uh, from your VA loans, then you no longer had a cap at yeah. all. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, it, yeah, that's, that's why, yeah, that's pretty cool uh, for veterans, you know, or I think also sp spouses of veterans too, if you know, they needed to get, you know, cause they're, if they're no longer here, they yeah, should yeah. be able to use it. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, if you have a widow that was a, or if the widow was a spouse of a veteran, and they don't remarry, then they still have access to those. No, oh, okay. Uh, benefits. I didn't know if it was. I didn't know about the being married again thing, but yeah. like, yeah, that, that part. It's I the knew same about. with the. Yeah. I think nine eleven or the with the GI Bill. Too. Oh, okay, post nine eleven. Yeah. 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 Which is a very handy. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, very handy thing to have. Yeah. No, so yeah. you want to improve your life? That is one of the GI Bills that would help you and give you a little mo bit money in your pocket too. Yeah. So. You want to get paid to go to school? <laughs> yeah. <was> 9 <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my 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 goals for this week uh, have or this month have have not been uh, met yet because I yeah. still I need to go meet meet some people and then also I haven't finished my book yet. So those yeah, those yeah. are yeah the two things. Yeah, but yeah, I still have a little time. Like a, yeah. If you want to go to like a networking thing within the next couple of weeks, we can go. Yeah. No, that's that, that is a a good idea. I know letting work get in the way or that really they're not getting away. It's just once you get off, you know, all the other things you got to handle. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Cause yeah, it's not like I get to take a nap or, no. or do a lot of playing after, after work. So yeah. So like all the other things I have to do, it just, uh, uh, just, I guess time escapes me. Can't yeah. say that I don't have time. It just yeah. escapes me. I'm not paying attention. Yeah, yeah, the way I say it is that uh, I do have the time. I just don't prioritize the exactly. time that yeah. I need to do so. Because, um, because, like, yeah, I, I hate saying that I don't have time because that's not yeah. true. Yeah, because not the true. Same I, of time. <laughs> yeah, because I found that out. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely not true. Like, if you were to go through your twenty-four hour period, uh, you'll probably find somewhere that you were not doing something. You know, Dude, 
no doubt especially nowadays man so many people either i mean watching tv probably isn't the big thing now it's probably social media but there's a lot of uh time wasters but then you know there are people like you know driving you know sometimes a commute is long right uh like you said people are incredibly tired especially nowadays and i think the stress also gets to them so like they have to do something to de-stress but then even if you're like trying to stay healthy like work out if you have to cook a meal whatever it is all these are like time consumers and granted there's ways to like lessen the time right uh so like if cooking a meal is something that's taking a lot of your time then meal prep right a lot of your meals you know work out earlier or work out find out like a, a quicker way to work out um, instead of going to your, the gym, yeah, yeah, picking out your clothes uh, the the night before if you do it yeah. early morning, or uh, so taking like, a bag with you, Wait, yeah. So <laughs> for for me, it was like going to the gym was a time consumer, right? Because I'd had to travel to the gym, get yeah. into the gym, and do whatever it is. So having like the stuff in my garage is incredibly convenient for me and uh, time efficient. And yeah. then when you're at a gym and there's multiple people there then people are using equipment right and it'll take a little bit of time for that and that was just annoying so (laughs) i like working out myself because i i can just lay out everything however i want it and i can just go through it as quickly as possible hell yeah man (laughs) all right so our uh our topic this week is it's not a punishment it's a sacrifice yeah so yeah this one right here i was uh I was thinking about it one day. Actually, I, I think I think about it a lot because uh, mm-hmm. I've always I, I got to always uh, kind of suppress those emotions yeah. of like wanting to purchase something because it's yeah. it's a lot uh, harder when you can afford to go get something and then you have to tell yourself no, you know, because uh, it, it's not needed. Because yeah. I don't know. I guess we're we're all like accumulator of stuff. You know, we just want things. Yeah, that so. is true. Yeah, and then other, I, I find other ways too. Like I'll try to find it cheaper, but then I'm still doing the same thing. I'm accumulating stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that, just like today, I'm gonna go buy this uh, small aquarium for my kids. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. like I, I didn't want to, you know, and, and I went a cheaper route, uh, yeah. or you know, or frugal route. Yeah. I uh, purchasing off somebody that's getting rid of theirs uh, yeah. instead of spending uh, three three to four hundred dollars for this aquarium because it's like an all in one aquarium. Yeah. yeah, buying it for 50 bucks because <laughs> yeah. they don't want it anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I think that is a little bit more frugal. And, you know, I think with stuff like Mercari, OfferUp, yeah. eBay, XYZ, whatever it is, that it's a little bit easier to get stuff uh, on the low low and yeah. a little bit more accessible. But I think, you know, some people, they just have that mindset like, now nah, it has to be new. It has yeah, to be brand I, new. Not, not everything. I mean, not, yeah, if it's kind of trashed out got it you know but not yeah. everything yeah, yeah. so, no, you so that, definitely get your underwear new yeah. <laughs> don't be buying that from other people <laughs> hey you know you know shared shared underwear might be a very uh uh cost efficient way there you go <laughs> as long as, as, long as there's no no holes in it you know right, yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> no, that's pretty gross <laughs> 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 that'll yeah. be the next one <laughs> yeah, frugal cheap. Uh, wearing uh, hand-me-down underwear. Hand-me-downs. <laughs> yeah. Or buying uh, hand-me-downs is more like it. You can wear hand-me-downs. You don't have to buy the hand-me-downs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, as, as I say, like uh, like paying attention to those emotions, right? Mm. And that's uh, a, another way to make it feel like that is uh, not a punishment, because you know sometimes our emotions they get in the way of our our plans. You know, uh, or ourselves, like our mind, it gets in the way 
of like something we want to do. We're like, I guess the best convincers of ourselves. So like Mm -hmm. we can tell ourselves that we need this, even though Mm -hmm. we don't need it. Mm Because if we ponder over it over and over again, eventually we will give ourselves a reason to go purchase something we don't need. So, and uh, that's, that's something I've noticed. I mean, I I even did this when I was younger. Right. So I would actually walk away. Right. I'll, Mm. uh, I see something I want Mm. and I go like, if it's here tomorrow, I'll get it. And if I forget about it, (laughs) I knew that it was complete want, Yeah, you know, and if I, if I I remembered it um, and it it still was a want, I was just like, okay, well, it's still here now. Let me see if I want to get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it like, it gives you that time that get that gap between. Yeah. Of your thoughts <laughs> yeah so like the way my buddy used to put it, it was like um like i know i know my what my wants and needs are but sometimes you know i i need to want it yeah right? so uh <laughs> so that's what he would do like the things that he would never really need he, that's how he would justify it. he's like i may not need it but i i want to need it so yeah like, uh, <laughs> yeah so this was yeah yeah so yeah most can definitely get in the way of something that we uh it it, it, like it just it makes us think that oh yeah we need it we need it we gotta get it we get it you know and sometimes i have to like something i want i have to just like put it down you know Mm. like all right i don't want to see it if it's on the phone i'm looking at it all right i gotta put it away and 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 then sometimes you can use this i don't because i don't want anybody to think that you know not to use your emotions for certain things because if you could use it to visualize Cause that's something mm. uh, I do at times. I can, I, I can visualize things that I want. Right. Mm. And and it's just a way to m- remember that I have these, these goals. Right. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's why I would do that. And then uh, just, you know, just like if someone wanted to visualize, you know, pretty much anything they want to win. Right. Yeah. If you visualize beforehand, you have a higher chance of doing it because you've in your mind, you're, you've been working through it, right? Especially yeah. if you've been, you've been practicing, not something that you just woke up this morning. I visualize yeah. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's like uh, so going to emotions and like visualizing, right? Like, I think Mike Tyson was probably one of the best at it, where he yeah. would like psychologically get into his opponent's head before the match would even start, right? Yeah. And they, like they would lose the second they would get in the ring before they even met up with him or before they even like saw him. Because yeah. he was just so good at convincing other people that he was going to win. So yeah. the opponent believed that they were going to lose and that messed up their psyche and, and their emotions. So, of yeah. course, he did win. Right. And, and then, uh, you know, the mentality is, I don't know what they say, is like 50 percent, 80 percent of of the game or of the match or whatever it is. Um, but even then, like emotions themselves are incredibly temporary or, or fleeting things. Yeah. Right? So. While it may make you happy, sad, angry, whatever that emotion is, it is temporary and only for that moment, right? When you have goals, when you have a process, it is repetitive without emotion or, or agnostic of a emotion, right? So say if you're going to work out, if you're going to get healthy, if you're going to buy a property, right? Your emotion doesn't really have to take over. It's similar to how you brush your teeth in the morning or at night. Right, you you are not emotionally attached to that action, but you continue to repeat that action. Right, yeah. so treat something like working out very similar. You don't have to be emotionally attached. You don't have to be emotionally revved up. Like when I brush my teeth, I'm never pissed. I'm never incredibly happy of it. Like it doesn't bring me any euphoria, right, to to brush my teeth. But I'm still doing it. I still go through the motions. I still perform the action as good or as uh, properly as possible. 
but and I think that's what people don't see about sacrifice, right? Is that they do attach an emotion to it. They feel like they're they're losing something, but they're they're really not because what they're trying to do is if you're sacrificing, say for a diet, right? If I'm trying to lose weight and you want to restrict calories, well, don't look at it as you're restricting calories to lose weight. Look at it as you're you're losing weight to look better or to step into a better version of yourself. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good thing, yeah. And uh, here's another thing I, I do when um, my emotions get, uh, I feel like they're getting away or I'll try to block them in a way. Uh, I like to pick things that are a little bit out of reach, you know, because mm. then it, you can't, you can't let, so think about it, right? If something is $200, $200,000 or more or something like, you know, something that's a little bit out of my range that I wouldn't want to spend cash on, right? Stuff mm. like that. Like it's more like thing where, I use my emotions to visualize something I want in the future, but then I'm not actually going and purchasing it because that is not something, uh, one, I'm not willing to finance it and or or I don't have the money for it or I don't have the mm. cash, the capital to go and get it, but it's yeah. still something I want to do, right? Mm. But it's just, uh, I'm just using my emotions to like, okay, this is something I want in the future and I know what's a want, you know? Because if it was a need, obviously we would go and do it. Obviously we do it for homes, right? You know, we go in and then that's like up in the air. Some people don't believe you need a home either. Right. Mm. You know, they, they, they go like, oh, you could just steal rent. You don't have to go purchase a home. Right. right. So but, you know, things like that. So a home, we still we will use the bank. So we make a way to go and spend the money in mm. some kind of way. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, you know, I guess going back to our, uh, you know, the need and want, because we kind of threw it in there with the with the emotions. Right. You know, that that whole like, okay, this is this is definitely a want because I don't necessarily need it in my home. Like I said, because we're accumulators of stuff. We're going to put stuff like, hey, I got I got uh, if I (laughs) if people can see my office right now, there's stuff everywhere in my office. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So like uh, and then some of it, some of it is definitely a, a, a want. And then some of it is just, you know, some of it, I won't say it's a need, but it was something to decorate or put put there, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, and, but, and the thing is, um, when people are going through their needs and wants, people have to realize that there, there's a hierarchy, right, yeah. of, of your of your needs, right? So, and some people like quote as uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I don't think that's necessarily of stuff. I yeah. think it's just of being. So, like, it's more like mental, spiritual, whatever that is. But for physical stuff, right, what you need to live and survive is water, food, and shelter. That yeah. is the, your, your three basic needs, right? Granted, that's surviving. That's not, like, truly living. That's not truly thriving in life. But then go a step after that, then it's, I don't know, your, maybe some of the non-discretionaries, right? So maybe it's, like, better food. Maybe it's a car. Maybe yeah. it's other things, right? But they start to make those things in the hierarchy or the in the different tiers their needs right so i need i may have a car but i need a better car right i may have food but i i want fast food i want more expensive food i may have water but i want soda i want alcohol i want all these other things on top of it. yeah, no, I definitely I'm I'm always a want for that alcohol. Yeah, but yeah, the another thing it could probably be a part of the emotions too, where we have this fear of missing out, right? And mm, uh, that's a you know, so thing. yeah, so and that could fall under the want, which you know, 
that is a in, uh, an emotion also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if we think that we should be, we should also have this because somebody mm. else has this, you know, yes. I mean, we see it a lot with, when it comes to um, uh, stocks and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Like people, Hey, Hey, I see the stock going up. I have this fear of missing that. You know, they, they don't yeah. say it like that, but that's what they have. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So then they go and purchase this, even though it's not a good deal at the time because yeah. the money's probably already been made before then. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but it's the, um, it's still that that idea that they want it, right? That hey, I don't want to, I don't want to miss out. I want to be part of this, uh, you know. Yeah, and it's so funny that you said, uh, so you, the fear of missing out or FOMO, right? Yeah. And you you mentioned stocks because I believe there is an ETF that they were making or or is made. It's called FOMO, yeah. right? So it is for <laughs> people to purchase um, for the fear of missing out, right? To yeah. do the highs and lows or whatever it is. But yeah, no, and that's true. You know, whether that's stocks. Right. So like you said, the, the psychological part is that when you see a stock going up, like, say, Amazon, like, say, Tesla, stuff like that, you're, you're going to want to buy into it because like, oh, my goodness, it's it's going green as it's going to go however long. Right. But you yeah. do no analysis. You don't do any of the grunt work to actually figure out why is it going up? Is it going to continuously go up? Should I just buy and get out? Right. So there's a bunch of different things that go into that. But I mean, and it's not just stocks. Right. It's it's like material things. Right. Yeah. And like you said, it's because we see other people have it. Right. Especially with social media nowadays. They're like, oh, my God, I, I love that car that they have. Why, why can't I have that car? I, yeah. I like the, the clothes they wear, the, the stuff that they're repping, whatever it is. And it is the fear of missing out because because you feel like their life is better that you want the same things or or stuff that is of a similar value to their stuff whether that's yeah. monetary or experience wise or even like going on a vacation right they're like oh my god they're going to hawaii then we have to go to hawaii right which is not true like you're, you're paying attention to things that are not in your goals not what you said and you're trying to emulate what they're doing because you feel like their life is somehow better than yours right yeah. but in, in my opinion right and i think j cole said it best right there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours so stop focusing on on what everyone else is doing. Stop trying to make their wants your needs, uh, and you know just kind of focus on what your goals are and and you know tunnel yeah. vision that. No, no, that that sounds great, man. Yeah, because it, it is that in a sense, like you said about a vehicle, the uh, sh the shiny object syndrome. Mm -hmm. And uh, hey, I'm I, I'm always looking at vehicles. I, I'm I'm a car <laughs> guy. So I, and and when I see a brand new car, I'm like, man, that is really nice. I want to go, mm -hmm. you know. But then in reality, you know, just because I can afford the car payment, I can't necessarily afford the car. Because like if you right. you look at everything, right? You go yeah. like, okay, well. Am I willing to pay cash for it? If I'm not willing to pay cash for it, obviously I can't afford it, right? Because yeah. so I must need that money for something else if I'm not willing to go and pay whatever amount. And then, you yeah. know, obviously the other cost that's behind it, you know, like the insurance depends on yeah. if it's a sports car, then it's going to be a little bit higher. Or if it's yeah. a luxury car, it's going to be a little bit higher, which I found yeah. that out. So when I uh, got rid of my um, Mercedes and went, we went to a better vehicle, I mean, in a sense, I think it was a better vehicle because it's a better passenger vehicle for uh, a city that has a lot yeah. of uh, interstates, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, and then when I saw the insurance drop and I asked, I was like, you know, is it because of the parts are expensive? Because I was like, honestly, a Mercedes is a good car. So, yeah. but I think it's the overall, if something was to happen, an accident wise, to replace those parts, it's expensive, mm. right? It <laughs> it's, is, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's why I, uh, sometimes that, you know, that having that shiny object syndrome or having that crazy one is not necessarily, you know, it's not 
it needed, obviously, because like if yeah. you drill down and like, OK, am I willing to do this? Am I willing to, you know, go through this, this sacrifice? Because it really now you're sacrificing your time to buy some object because yeah. you just you just spent your your time or you traded your time for money unless, you know, you are an in, investor or, or, you know, you have other ways, passive income that comes in. And, that, and that's different right now. Your decisions can be made a little bit different. But if you're a person who's trading time for money, you know, buying an object might not be the best, you know, use of your time in a mm. sense, right? With you know, or your money. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, no, I fully agree with that. Yeah, and that's you know, we can go to the next subject where we like, you know, don't focus on what you're losing, right? Focus on what you, uh, what you're gaining and who you'll yeah. become. Yeah. All right, and, and yeah, that's a that's a, a great point to make because uh, I, I think that's the the thing. Like, so you if you were giving up alcohol, like you, yeah, you, you know. You're like, oh yeah, I'm not having fun with my friends the same way. I'm not doing, you know, I'm not yeah. doing this. Yeah. But in a sense, right, if you have a goal of losing weight, that means some things you have to, you might not have to get rid of alcohol altogether, but you gotta at least pull it back some. You gotta, yeah. you know, you gotta have it in, in lower quantities because it you don't want it to, to go against you. Because then yeah. you're, you're you're fighting an uphill battle because as they say, you get, your diet is 80% of you know of the work yeah. for, you know, yeah, yeah for losing yeah. weight. <laughs> yeah and, and you know we kind of said earlier too that and kind of sticking with the losing weight part so whether that's alcohol whether that's a certain macronutrient like carbs fats proteins whatever that is right you're not necessarily losing that you're just consuming less of it right yeah. and most things like i said if you go by the hierarchy of needs you do need fats proteins and carbohydrates in your diet you don't need as much as you typically take Right. And then that's when you start losing weight because you're in a deficit of calories. Right. So the way losing weight works is that you have a base amount of calories that you burn or do not burn within a day. Right. So if you're taking more than that in a surplus, you are gaining weight. Right. And I'm not saying muscle fat, whatever that is. I'm just saying the number that you see on the scale. Right. So if you realize that you're intaking a certain amount of calories and you cut back, let's say 250 calories a day, maybe even less than like around 100 calories a day, you will slowly and gen- uh, generally lose weight, right? And then you have to, if you add stuff like weight training or cardio exercise, whatever that is, then you're burning more calories as you're yeah. going, right? So it's, you're not losing anything. And I can see that like some people, they may be losing an experience, right? Yeah. So if it's alcohol, then like you said, people will think, well, if I'm not drinking alcohol, then I can't be social with my friends. And yep. In real honesty, if they were your friends, if they were truly your friends, they would support what you're doing, right? Especially if you're trying to cut off alcohol to lose weight. They'd yep. be like, okay, definitely still come out. Like, you don't have to drink. That's not why we're out here being social. It's just being around people is why we're social. And drinking just happens to be one of the, the, the mechanisms or catalysts for that social event. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that. No. Um, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, those people don't want what you want. Right. So they are going to try to tempt you with, you know, coming out to alcohol. Why would you need to lose weight? You look great, whatever you want, but they don't see the vision for you. Like you see the vision for you. Uh, That's a, that's a good point. Uh, Also, I mean, that can help you with your focus, right? Right. Keep your eyes Mm -hmm. on the finish line, right? Treat it like Mm -hmm. a runner, right? So when a runner is running a marathon, if, if they were always thinking about everything that's going on around them, Mm -hmm. yeah, they'll probably never make it to the finish line. So that's why Mm -hmm. they put their eyes on the finish line their mind is on the finish line. Uh, so yeah. uh, it, you focus on what's important. What, what, what do you want? Right. Mm. Yeah. Cause yeah, you are going to lose certain things. I mean, 
as you grow, you will you you change, right? Uh, as you become older, you grow, and not as in size, but you grow as in and you grow mentally. So you will actually you know lose friends. Uh, you might yeah. lose family, right? Yeah. Because as you grow and you change, and your 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 goals are different, your focus is different. Is many things can happen. So yeah, right. yeah, never focus on what you're, you're losing, you know, because that is something that could be good, right? Because you could be dumping a bad habit, yeah. right? So if you you got uh, if you wanted to keep all those bad habits, you probably won't get to your goal. So yeah. losing things isn't always a bad thing, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it, just like how if you uh, lost, like I say, lost a job, lost money, it was a lesson behind it, right? Mm. It's not a complete loss. So right. it sometimes, sometimes it, it is a good thing to lose because then some things it, it helps you focus on. All right, what's important? Obviously, that wasn't that important, or I would have did what I need to do to keep it, right? Mm. So then you, you focus on something stronger. You know, having a, a a strong why. This is you know my goal. I want to handle this. This is what I want to do. And you know, and you keep moving forward. Yeah, because like, and, and the saying goes that your focus goes where yeah. your energy flows, right? So whatever you're focusing on, that's what you're gonna put more energy towards. So like the okay. way it's kind of yep. put down is that uh, like especially you know with the Winter Olympics just passing, when skiers are going down the hills, there's still there is a a defined path but there's still trees and stuff around them, right? So the way it goes is that if they keep thinking about the trees that are along the path, yeah. then they're going to end up hitting a tree, right? Because that's what their focus is going towards. But if they just focus, follow the path, follow the path, follow the path, they will continue to go through that path no matter how windy it is. Of course, they have to train for it. No matter how windy it is, that they will continue on that path and then, like you said, get to the finish line. Yep. Yeah, and then... You know, one thing we know that not everyone is willing to sacrifice that we're saying, hey, it's OK. You know, mm-hmm. you the, the sacrifice that you're doing is an OK thing to do, you know, and not everybody is built to win in certain situations. I think okay. everyone can win. I think everyone has the capacity to do whatever they want to do. But it's what you're willing to do. What, yeah. like, as you said, what, what are you willing to lose? What are you willing? What are you willing to gain? Because yeah. either way it goes, it's going to be a consequence to whatever you're doing. Yeah, no, I agree. And and like you said, people aren't willing to sacrifice. And maybe people are willing to sacrifice, but they're not willing to sacrifice what you are willing to sacrifice. Right. Yeah. Like people are willing to sacrifice time, right? But they're not necessarily willing to sacrifice specific yep. time. Right. So they're willing to sacrifice time, you know, going to the gym. Yeah. Right. But they're not willing to sacrifice time sleeping. Yeah. Right. So like like people are like, oh, you got to get your eight hours of sleep. And, for, you know, from my health standpoint, yes, you should get at least seven and a half to nine hours of sleep based on whatever your rhythm is and how your uh, REM cycle goes. But <laughs> from a productivity standpoint, from a point where you need to do however many things to attain your goals, then, yes, you may have to give up sleep. Right. Uh, especially if you're working out, you have to almost make time not make time you have to prioritize time to work out right so when i wake up i take a little bit of time to kind of focus right and kind of just kind of zone in for my day and then i'll go work out and then like i said i i cut the time for working out by just having it in my garage so and and like not everyone can do that but when you when I had it in my garage, like I said, I cut out the time for travel. I cut out the time to have to go through the locker room, change, shower, whatever that is. And I can do all that here at home. And it, it did save me time and it, it made it quicker for me to go to work or make my meetings or 
xyz whatever that is yeah yeah and, and i mean honestly it, it could be just you know people don't have the heart for the sacrifice right mm. it, you know i mean you you when it comes to real sacrifice for your goals like you kind of almost have to dump like everything like mentally right mm. to actually go like no this is what i want right so all the stuff that scares me all these fears i have all that it has to go i have to dump all those emotions because i i have an actual goal that i'm i want to do because if you think about how there are uh, some people who you know literally came from nothing right mm. but they and but they knew they had to move cross country to mm. try to, to fulfill this goal that they have think about it they they, they sacrifice time for the research to get over there. They, mm. they sacrifice the family, the friends that they had mm. to leave behind. Not saying they, they're doing it forever, but they're doing mm. it, uh, you know, for the Temporary. time being. Yeah. Mm. Like, so like all those things you, it can, uh, that can be involved in a sacrifice, you know, like I said, when it comes to what studying, that's time away from your friends, you know, mm. you're like, Hey, I, now I, I got to study for this exam. Mm. Uh, if you, uh, you're planning a, a business, right. Mm. Same thing. You, you, you're you going to set aside the time and you're going to sacrifice other things that won't be important. TV mm. might not be important anymore because now you're going to focus your time on the research mm. uh, for the business because uh, you're, you're going to increase your knowledge. Mm. Uh, so a lot of things that will happen when it comes to meeting your goals. You, you And you'll realize what's important and what's not important because what's important will come back to you. Uh, agreed. And I think what people kind of get confused in your wants is that there's a difference between wishes and desires, right? Mm, but they're okay. both wants, right? So a wish is just something I feel should happen and I have no empirical evidence behind it, right? I have no true desire to have it. When it's a desire, when it's that, that deep, deep want, you know, you can envision everything for it right if i want a house right i could see the amount of rooms i could see exactly where it's going to be i can see the amount of lot size i want i can see what i'm going to do with each and every room right yeah. that is a, a true desire when it's a wish you're just seeing it as a material you're just saying yeah i want that house because oh because nothing because I, I have no yeah. true desire for it but and and I think that's like an important thing to to change in people's mind is that while it is a want, is it a wish or is it a, a true desire? Because if it's a true desire, you'll actually focus more on it and you'll work towards it more often. And, and you will you're willing to sacrifice for something that's a desire. Yeah. No, no. And because uh, it that, that brings to what I was uh, listening to yesterday. Right. I was listening to a podcast and. And they basically were saying something about, you know, if you you wanted a million dollars, right, or you wanted 10 million or you wanted a billion dollars, why do you want it? Right. If you have no reason, a reason to actually want it. Right. Or or do you have a purpose for the money? Right. Mm -hmm. If you have a purpose, you plan on doing something with the money, you have a higher chance of succeeding your goal versus like someone. I want a million dollars because I want to spend it or mm -hmm. I want a million dollars because I can purchase things or they feel like, oh, I have freedom. Right. But if you have a real why behind it, like you have a higher chance of, uh, you know, making that goal. Right. Mm -hmm. that, so that was and I actually think I read that in a book also. I'm trying to remember the book, but it was it was saying the same thing. Uh, it was ba basically like you need to have a want. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it was uh, uh, the thinking grow rich. I think that was what it, the, the book. <laughs> Yeah, actually. Because, uh, yeah, because basically uh, this uh, I think it was like this preacher or somebody he 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 needed he wanted a million bucks, but 
uh, he had to uh, create this desire. Like he had to show, you know, why did he have, he need this million dollars. Right. Mm. You know, and what was he going to do with it? And, and he had real purpose behind it. And I think someone ended up giving him the money, you know, and it's because of how he, he translated his goals for his purpose for that money. Mm. That So like it, it actually, um, and it made sense, you know, even that podcast and it made sense when I read it too. Uh, so, and then, I mean, it can go to our point, right? Uh, success is, uh, it's uh, not given, it's earned, right? It is. Yeah. So everything you do, you got to put forth the effort to try to try to get to wherever you want to be. Right. So, so think of it like this. If, if you're not sacrificing for your goals, then you are sacrificing your goals. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you're not like willing that, yeah. to sacrifice the time to do a goal or to, to work towards a goal, whether that's researching to build a company, whether that's uh, going in to do a workout, whether that's making meals, whatever that is, then you're sacrificing the actual goal that you set or that that desire that you set that you wanted to have, right? Yeah. And the thing is, it, it's what you set, right? Your, your goals don't have to be based on what anyone else thinks, right? It doesn't have to be whatever your parents did. Your career, like your career doesn't have to be what your parents did. Your, your life doesn't have to be anything that anyone external has you don't have to go and get properties because everyone else is getting properties you can do something else but you got so caught up or or the person got so caught up with what everyone else is doing and they are the reason why they're not willing to sacrifice for is because they don't really want that right they just feel like it's expected of them to want that so that might be another thing too but yeah yeah, no, no, that, no, that, that, that makes sense, right? Because uh, just like for the real estate, like, and the reason why I want to really get into it is is not for the fact that I want money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the fact that I, I want to help create financial freedom. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's for me and my family. And then I want to start to move outward, right? I want to start to invest in other things. So I wanted to take the real estate, invest in something else, mm-hmm. right? And, and grow that and then uh, eventually start to, be at a point where I'm helping other people, you mm-hmm. know, with my wealth, right? Or I help other people gain wealth. So that that's the, that, you know, it, it there's more purpose behind just me wanting to put money in my pocket or 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 put, you know, food on the table for my family. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to do something more. I want to keep growing cuz I think every 10 years you should be a different person. You should never be a, be the same person. And mm-hmm. and uh, cuz it re- regardless in some kind of way you're going to change. You know, you're never going to be the perfect person you were back in the day. Everything it, you, you're going to mutate to this different person every time. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Man, and let me go to our, our next point. Right. Like remembering your goals mm. is. Yeah. So what I do to, you know, to make sure I remember my goals, I put my, my goals on a mirror. Mm. Right. Yeah. In the bathroom. So mm. like I, I like every time I go and brush my teeth. Right. Mm. Uh, every time I get out of the shower, I'm looking at the goals in my mirror. I, I've, okay. uh, Yeah. What, what do you no, think? No, that's a that's a great principle because I've been wanting to do that here as well, and it's true because if you're not constantly reminding yourself of your goals, then you may forget exactly what it is. So, like, I don't necessarily do that. What I do, I I have it typed up or I have it written down on yeah. what I want to do. But I think the the visual of it, like, if you attach a a a picture to it or some sort of illustration to it, like, yeah. say, I I want financial freedom. Well, what does it actually look like? Right? Does it look like a a happy or successful family? Does it look like a, a huge portfolio of properties? What does that look like? And I think adding that visual 
just kind of elicits something out of you. And, and granted, we were talking about not letting really emotions take over, but, and it's not really emotions, but it's more motivation and just reminding yourself that that's what you're working towards, right? Yeah. That it's not for nothing. It is for something down the line. And because it's hard to visualize it when it's not immediately in front of you. Like I can see a car right now. I can go to a dealership right now, but I can't go to all these properties that I want at the moment. Right? Yeah. But but visualizing it in some sort of way will help you determine or or create that desire for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because if yeah, you can have strong emotions behind it of something that you really want. You will achieve the goal. I mean, I've I've done it with uh, uh, tests, right? Exams. Mm. Like I put in the work to study, and then mm. I still have that fear, right? That I might not pass. So what mm. I do is I visualize myself receiving that certificate from mm. the the exam. Like I go in there and I pass, you know, answering all the questions. I'm visualizing all this uh, before I go and take the exam. Mm. Now, now, granted, if I knew I didn't study like I should and I still do the visualiz- visualization, mm. uh, I'm not upset that I didn't pass because I didn't do the first part, put in the mm. work, mm. right? So I put in the work, then I vis- visualize what I want to yeah. do. And I think, you know, one of the, the best like examples uh, would be Michael Jordan, right? right? Like you would see him when he would win a championship, he would put up like the number of fingers, but it would always be the number after what he won. So like, I think when he won his, like his fourth championship, he put up the number five. He was like, I'm going to go for the fifth one, right? Because yeah. he's already envisioned that he's going to get that next championship, yeah. whenever that is. But that that's the thing you have to do, right? You have to envision that the next step or or whatever that goal is, is coming to fruition or will come to fruition. And then yeah. like Craig said, you know, working on that grind, doing actually that, that grunt work to make sure that what you're doing is towards those goals, towards that vision. Yeah. And uh, another thing I do, right, for reminding myself of my goals, like I'll put the uh, the goals in my drawer, right? I have a, a drawer that I, I look at. Oh, well, I have to open it up. And, mm. you know, if I need to grab something out of there, there, there's a set of goals in there. So I would see it when I open the drawer up too. In my office, I keep a set of, set of goals in here. Like mm. even though the ones on the mirror is a is a more of a long distance goal, and that's the reason why I, I put that one on the bathroom mirror, because I want to remind myself every day, anytime that I'm dealing with, you know, some type of crap or something, right? I remember I am trying to focus on that. I'm not focused on the now. Mm. And and I've noticed that in the past about myself is I let the now overwhelm me, mm. right? And then it, it, it can cause me to not, you know, achieve what I, I really want to do. I agree. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, what do you think about that? So, uh, no, it's true because, you know, we do, for people that do have that visualization of the further goals, right, it's really hard to see what's tangible now Yeah. Uh, that you're working on it, right? So, for example, if you want, like I said, a bunch of properties or say you want to look a certain way as you're losing weight, like you can't necessarily see, or even if you do see the visual, what you're looking at right now may trump that. Yeah. Right. So if you if you look in the mirror and you know you got the love handles, you you got the the fat around, you're like, well, that can be uh, discerning. It can be uh, unmotivating to see that. But if you're kind of looking at, uh, that's why they say to do what are those pictures, like the, the weekly pictures, like they'll do uh, progress pics. Oh, right? okay. so yeah. they'll make you do progress picks because you know if you're doing what you set out to do if you're following your 
nutrition plan, your workouts, then you will see progress from, you know, going from 220 pounds to 215, 210, whatever that is. And continuing, yeah. and maybe not, not even that number, right. You'll see your body composition change, right? So for, for a male, you may see like your, your shoulders get wider. You may see your, your waistline get a little bit trimmer, right. And that'll help motivate you. Yeah, no, no, that 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 is a good point. And I mean, other things that can help people, right? If you you know you put your goals in, in a wallet, right, in your wallet mm. or in your pocket or what you know wherever you feel that having it on your person, right, having mm. on yourself as you you go throughout your day, right, mm. uh, that can always remind you, you know, when someone says something to you that or at work, right, says something to you that you dislike, mm. you know, that's bothering, you know, you, the first thing you're not thinking about doing is quitting because you want to actually use your, you know, especially if it's financial, right? I'll say this, mm. you know, like you need a consistent amount of money for a certain period of time and you mm. have the goal set at, in, at a certain dollar value, you know, mm. you, yes, you can always go get another job or you can do it where you can transition it at the right place, right? How to, how to do it. But like, what if it's not that bad and you go mm. like, okay, well, let me stick it out here for the years I said I'm going to do just so I can get the, do- you know, the dollar amount that I'm looking for. And, and, you know, and for some of other people that might be, you know, you know, something that they want, don't want to do because they know they're great at getting the next job or mm. they set their goals high for higher pay, which mm. can actually help them reach their dollar goal a lot quicker. Mm. Uh, so it, it just depends on how you, how you want to look at that. And then or also like having it in your pocket, just remind, you know, mm. just reminds you, okay, this, it will happen for me. This will happen for me. So, yeah. And then also you can set the goals near your TV, right? If your mm. issue is always going back to your TV, put your goals next to your TV or on yeah. the TV. Or so on you the have TV. to, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. have to see it first before you turn the TV on, right? Yeah. yeah, no, no doubt. Or even like you know on your phone, right? If you're distracted by your phone, make it like your your background. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So like when you turn on your phone and you want to go to Instagram, you're like, no, wait, this is what I want to focus on. Then you, you stop that. Right. Um, or and it, it may not happen all the time, but that's like the the intent of it. And, you know, having on you, right, the way it was kind of put to me is that say you're working towards something for your family. Right. Then have like a recording, like a voice recording of your family saying that, you know, that because they're dependent on you. Right? Yeah. But just to remind you, like, no matter how hard work is or no matter what you're sacrificing, that you're doing it for them in the end. So if you need that motivation, right, just kind of like how you need food, right? Cause you're going to end up feeling hungry at yeah. some point, just, just in general, just from a, a need food standpoint, your, yeah. your motivation is very similar. It, it, it comes down, it, it, the, the level, the fuel level comes down. So you need something to feed that, that motivation. So yeah. whatever that is, those, those little things, right. Those, uh, I guess, little motivational snacks, I guess, will kind of help push you through whatever that lull point is. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move down to our next segment, the frugal and cheap segment. So this one here is like waiting for things to break instead of proper maintenance. Yeah. Oh, man. So yeah, we're kind of talking about this a little bit and, and I think it depends, right? If you are aware that things need maintenance, yeah. I think everyone should probably be aware, right? So like, and this may not be maintenance, this may just be keep up, but say for a house, right? If you have a water softener, you need yeah. to replace the pellets. You need to add pellets or, or whatever that softener is. It, you yeah. have air filters, right? You need to do that because if you don't, right? So for a water softener, especially here in Texas, we have a lot of harsh water or hard water. So we almost need a water softener to bring down that harshness because if you don't, then your water heater 
starts breaking down, right? You start getting calcium buildups or uh, deposit buildups on all your faucets, all your uh, shower heads, right? Yeah. For air filters, right? If you're not replacing your air filters uh, fairly often, then your ducts will become uh, very dirty and um, they'll keep all that pollen, all that, all that dust in it. And so like people that have a lot of allergies, you'll notice that even after you replace filters, that you're still sneezing, that you're still going through it because there's still all that dust within the filters. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the ducts, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, because you, if you don't change them, eventually that, that dust starts to get inside the ducts of the, of the, the AC and everything yeah. or the vents. Yeah. So like, yeah, you, <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, but that's still along the lines of maintenance. It's just called preventive maintenance. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. So because uh, you don't want the the items that you have to go to, you know, just go bad on you, just, yeah. you know, just die. I mean, uh, and it, it could be, you know, financially, it could be a, mm. so say if certain parts of the car needs to die, like I, I was told this all the time, right? Like time and chains, right. Cause time and chains are so tough right? Mm. To just like, let them die. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in reality, what, you know, you don't really want that to happen because mm. it could cause more problems. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the time chain actually breaks. So like learning, actually trying to find out where, where's that threshold, where the item will break. Yeah. So you can, and it won't be perfect because, you know, people use things uh, differently. Mm. So one person might use it harder than the other and the other person yeah. might barely use it. So, it, it, but having a somewhat threshold, a mid, a mid ground to know like, oh uh, yeah, we should probably place it around this time because yeah. yeah, you don't want things to just completely break because you never know what's, what's the, you know, consequence behind that, you yeah. know, because you might have to fix multiple things after that versus fixing that one thing. Yeah, no doubt. No, like, uh, and like you said, right. So like stuff like for a car, your chains, your battery may lose a cell, right. Yeah. Uh, your oil needs to be changed. Your different fluids need to be changed. Your tires need to yeah. be rotated and or uh you need to get new ones right but and like you say you have to know that threshold so for like tires there's a certain per 30 seconds i think as of an inch yeah, yeah. It is, that it needs to that you should replace it at and you know people still go down even lower than that like i remember i saw a car in one of the parking lots at the grocery store it was bald but what was so crazy <laughs> is that it was it was a sports car. Like it was a nice sports car. It was a, uh, I yeah. think it was some sort of Camaro. Right. But I was like, that's hilarious. You, you paid all this for a sports car yet. Those tires look absolutely awful. Right. Hey, so I think it, it's people don't, don't focus on everything of the yeah. car or, or of whatever they're purchasing. Right. They don't really think about everything. They're like, well, it looks great. Right. So they, they, they look at it like it's glass. Right. Oh, it looks great. It seems like it'll perform, but it's so brittle or your, your, your desire for it or your wish for it was so brittle that the little things could break it. Right. And that's why you'll see like a lot of people on the road, they'll have nice cars, but they'll have dents in it or the headlights are going to be messed up or X, Y, and Z is because they, they only saw it for that nice shiny thing. They didn't see yeah. everything that go went into actually owning the car. Yeah. No, that, that was one of the reasons why we said about, about sacrifice, no, knowing what, if it's a need or a want, right. Cause you yeah. would, if it's a want, right. <laughs> you, you're probably not going to do everything that you, you want to, you know, uh, that, or sorry, that you need to do to it. Mm. Uh, if it's just a complete one and you didn't think about all everything that you, you know, the, the amount of money that you had to put into it or look at how much because nowadays you can google like yeah, what, what is the maintenance yeah the yeah. maintenance cost of what's going to go into a vehicle or part replacement like okay if i was to replace this part how much it would cost me yeah. so it, it's you know and and then it, it, might, it might say that they just get into 
a lot of small accidents that they can't report to the insurance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, I think proper maintenance is always, always key. It's always better, especially if you have a foreign car. And, and I know we yeah. kind of geared this more towards cars, but you yeah. also have houses, right? You, you don't want to, um, you don't want your house to, to, to look bad. You don't want it to, because uh, when it's time to resale or rent it out, you have less things to take care of when it's, it's it's time for you to move out to rent or sell because as you let that house go down and it's other things you you yeah. don't realize that there's there's been a small leak going on in one side of the house that you've not yeah. even paid attention to yeah so just you know having that proper maintenance is always key to me instead of just letting things just go bad and hell I'll fix it once it breaks yeah and then you know and kind of getting away from the cheap and frugal thing but um, like even relationships right? Do you only fix a relationship when it's going bad or when it's about to end up in a separation? Yep. No, you, you go, through, yeah, right, 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 okay. I'm just messing with you, man. Craig does. <laughs> but, but no, and, and that's actually true, right? A lot of people, they do wait until something is truly wrong, right? They don't actually work towards a relationship. They just kind of go through the motions of being in a relationship. But when things go wrong, that's when they decide, oh, I should have probably done something about that like, yeah. beforehand. And some of it, it's not just being about like, it's more about being proactive rather than react, right? Yeah. So like for a car, for that preventative maintenance, that is being proactive. That is understanding that you have to change out certain things within a certain amount of time, right? So what I used to do, or and I still do, I have like monthly checks for my car and then quarterly checks for my car and then of course like annual checks for my car and what it is like you know monthly checks like making sure all the headlights are good making sure all my say liquids it sounds weird fluids, um, fluids. yeah fluids yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. even worse it's not like you, my moist fluids you didn't say right. something like <laughs> that <laughs> um all my dry fluids but uh all my fluids <laughs> are good right uh and then in quarterly you know making sure your tires are good making sure your battery is good all those things and that's just being more proactive about what you have and and cherishing yeah. that you have something that needs maintenance yeah no that yeah that's that's great points yeah all right i guess we're gonna have to wind it on down all right yeah. thank you for <laughs> hanging out with us today <laughs> and listening to the troubleshooting like podcast i'm your host craig poston with my co-host jay peters we're signing off see you next week see you next week <laughs>